So today, <clears throat> today is a feast Sunday. And I'm looking around, as all of you, that Sundays are feast Sundays for us. We rely on the Lord's Supper to speak, to do most of the speaking. And I was thinking about it um, this last um, little while. That I don't know if you noticed, but all of the Christmas stuff is still up. And it's interesting because I think um, you might think like, oh, maybe you just haven't had time to take it down yet. Or, but I don't know if we know this, even in the church, that it's actually the season of Christmas is still going right now. Uh, that's the 12 days of Christmas we've heard about, leading up to the season of Epiphany, of realizing who Jesus is. And it's interesting, I think it's important that we keep living these, this prophetic way, that we still have Christmas decorations up long after Christmas Day. Uh, Tracy and I were down in the States, and um, we were in a Target store. Well, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to name that. Anyways, we were in a Target store, and it was like just cleared out. Like The boys got some gift certificates to go uh, buy some Lego, and we went, and there wasn't much left. Like It was completely picked over. But what was interesting for me, a little bit discouraging actually, is I was walking past the card aisle, and it was already red and pink filled up with Valentine's Day. And how, how the world around us is out of sync with the, the times of, of the church. That this is still a season of Christmas. Those of us who follow Jesus, we are still reveling the fact that Jesus is Lord, that he came, that he sacrificed everything, that he stepped out of his godliness or stepped out of his place in heaven with God to come and dwell among us, fully human and fully God. And so these decorations are here on purpose to remind us that it is still the season of Christmas. We still rejoice in that. And I was thinking about it um, on Christmas Eve, I invited uh, anybody who would like to to take these, these um, I think it's 12 devotions, 10 devotions, 10 reflections on Christmas. And I was reading the reflection for today, and it was talking about God with us. And it started talking some about loneliness uh, this time of year and how for Christmas, for a lot of people, Christmas can be an especially lonely time of year. Uh, when everyone else goes and has, normally you've got your friends and you're doing stuff throughout the year, and then all of a sudden Christmas comes and poof, they're gone. They're going to visit family or family's coming or they're busy. And for many people, people especially who don't have family living around, it can be a really difficult time. And I know even some of you, some of the people of our church, Christmas is especially difficult because it might be the first Christmas without someone that you love. I know a few people in our church family who, who are still struggling with that, even a couple years after one of their loved ones has died. That for many, Christmas is a blue time. And I got a little taste of it, and I don't mean to, to make light of it, but last night, after the boys had gone to bed, um, Tracy said, you know, why don't we start taking down the ornaments off the tree? And the boys were already gone. They had already gone to sleep, and it was just the two of us taking the ornaments off. And I started talking with Tracy. I don't know, I'm always a little bit... Like around Christmas time, I think I always kind of start thinking about what it will be like, or I kind of lament that it's already over. Anyways, we're pick, taking these ornaments off, and I started talking with Tracy about what it will be like when we are older and our boys are grown and they have their own families, um, how difficult it will be for me um, that they won't be there. And I, we were talking both about both of our parents um, and, and a few people, like some of my family, I knew like they spent Christmas... Christmas Day all by themselves because their kids were all at other places. And they came on the day after Boxing Day and stuff. And even Tracy's parents, they waited until we got there on the 27th to celebrate Christmas because it was just the two of them. And so I know that Christmas can be a difficult time, um, especially if you've lost someone or if your kids are at their 
at the other side of the families or they're just away. Christmas can be blue. And I was thinking about that because in this, in this reflection, it talks about a couple readings. One of them is from Isaiah. If you'd like to open your Bibles, you can. Um, or you can just listen to me read it from Isaiah 7. So just to give you a little background, uh, Isaiah, the Lord has spoken to Isaiah, and Isaiah is speaking to Ahaz, um, a king, and a king of Judah. And the Lord is saying, don't be afraid. The things are happening in the north, and they're going to try to attack you, but don't worry. You'll, as long as your faith stands, you will, you will stand. But Ahaz loses faith. He loses faith in what God is doing. He, he doesn't want to, uh, he's afraid, and so he makes some bad choices. But Isaiah says this to him. Um, then Isaiah said to him, Hear now, you house of David. He's speaking to Ahaz for his lack of faith. Is it not enough to try the patience of human beings? Will you now try the patience of God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will be eating curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid to waste. The Lord will bring on you and on your people and on the house, excuse me, on the house of your father a time of un, unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. He will bring the king of Assyria. And Matthew realized quotes this verse in the first chapter of Matthew. So it says, this is how the birth of, sorry, to jump to the book of Matthew now. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, through the prophet Isaiah, which we just read. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the, Lord, what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and they gave him the name Jesus. And I was thinking about this, how we were talking about how Christmas can be difficult. But we have this joy that God is with us. Emmanuel literally means the with us God. The God is with us. Even when our, when our hearts are broken or when we are missing someone that we love, or they're away from us, we have a God with us. This meal reminds us of that. First, it reminds us that God has given us us with us. That around this table, we are gathered together as the family of God. That even if someone we love is, is away, or if this is the first Christmas without them, or maybe even the tenth Christmas without them, we still have this family here. And I was grateful for what you said, Yvonne, on Christmas Day. And others uh, echoed it too about how there's this church, we have this church family where we can gather together and be here for each other. Because there are some people here who are, on, who are here on Christmas Day and who had no one else to visit with. Their family were not coming. And so we have this family. This meal reminds us of us with us. But it's even bigger than that. That this meal reminds us 
that God took on flesh and he came to save us. God took on flesh and dwelt among us. He didn't hover 30 feet above the ground and give us books to read or pamphlets. He put on flesh. He entered into our humanity. He got his hands dirty. And he lived among us and taught us what it means to be children of God, to live as kingdom people. And if that wasn't enough, he sacrificed everything. He was crucified, died, and was buried. But on the third day, he rose again. This meal reminds us of this God with us, reminds us of us with us, but especially reminds us that we have a God with us, even when it's Christmas time and we are a little bit blue. We reflect on our reason for thankfulness and faith. We reflect on our need for forgiveness and love.